This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. Dan here with Michael Normanson, along with Moscow White's Daniel Chapman. TSB Weekly Show brought to you by Levi Solicitors. 10% discount is yours at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Have a look at TSB Plus as well. We've got a bumper uh, propaganda extra this week, haven't we? That strays into some interesting territory, including quite, quite a lot of hot piss chat. Literally mm. hot piss chat. Literally hot piss chat. Yeah, I know the word literally is overused, but it is literally hot piss chat this week there. That's a special members only show. Makes it sound a little <laughs> bit kinkier than perhaps it is. <laughs> it is just chat, to reassure yeah, you. Yeah, there's no... and we, had, we, had, we do do video now, but it's all... It's predominantly kind of audio-based. Yeah. We, we never leave our seats. There's no fluids are never exchanged. No. No. Good. The pictures it will create in your mind will speak more than any images could. Exactly. Yes, TSB Plus is our membership package. You get priority access to the match ball live stream after the game, uh, priority access to the podcast straight afterwards, daily email from Moscow as well with all the essential Legion United news, plenty of stuff there. And sometimes Rob, if you don't like me. Yes. So it, it gets mixed up. He does the best ones. Thank God. Thank God. The squareball.net forward slash plus for details on that. Part one of the weekly show then is all about catching up on the news and the news is that the transfer window, it slams shut in a week. Is, that, is it one week? Is that official? Something like that. I've, look. I've lost Thank track. We're recording this. It should be said we, we are recording this on Tuesday afternoon because the Wednesday game against Barnsley, which we'll speak about in a minute, is going to bugger things up and this will come out probably after Barnsley. So mm. we, we'll do our, our preview in that. We may have to record two versions and just leave in the, the version that's accurate. Mm. Because it'll be a preview and a review, I guess, right? Yeah. So the after we've unveiled our new left back as well. Exactly. What a great signing. I, I think they're going to be brilliant. We've got a week left on the transfer window, yeah, or thereabouts. It's shut at the end of um, end of August, isn't it? And it seems to be only outgoing rumours at the minute. Jackie, Newcastle, Newcastle and their pathetic bid. For God's sake, keep Jackie. Now's not the time. In summer, by all means, <laughs> yes, we could have we'd have happily waved goodbye to him. Sinistero looks so much better. <laughs> But not now. Yeah, don't sell players after we've realised they're good. Mm. It's not the way to do it. Unless, I suppose, we did with Rafinha. But he's now, um, I suppose he's moved himself in three games into that uh, Rafinha-Phillips bracket where if we sold another one, we're doing like the Leicester model, but three times as much at once. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, and it's not good enough. 
And the sort of money Newcastle are offering, it's not worth it, is it? No. No, it's ridiculous. Like, it's it's an insult. Yes, it's an insult to our intelligence and our bank balance. We spoke about it on propaganda, actually. An so insult we to Jackie. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't need to uh, to double up on this. Um, Dan James as well, link removes to Spurs. Mm, it's a bit more interesting. According to uh, a bit in paper, that's the journalist Alan Nixon, suggesting loan for the season with a guaranteed 20 million at the end of it. We paid 25. I don't really know what to do with Dan James. I feel like he's probably somewhat useful and I feel like if he plays against us for Spurs, he'll almost certainly there'll be a big diagonal ball in behind and he'll score. But there is a bit of me thinks if we can get our money back no, for him. But why is it that everybody's trying to cast judgment know, on players all the time and say, he's not good enough for it. I think he's fine. He's fine for where we are at, for the probably for the amount we've paid. We're sort of in that ballpark now of creeping towards having a 20 to 25 million pound player in most positions and we're still not there yet because you think about you know what Furpo cost and we've still got Probably a bargain with Rocker by the looks of it, but there's still not every player is 20 million quid, are they? So mm. let's keep him because he was quite expensive. Get some enjoyment out of him because he was quite expensive. Whether or not he was worth being that expensive is a different I mean, question. if we were going to sell him, I should say it would be on the condition that we do replace him yeah. as well. We we spend that money on someone. We don't just go, oh, well, lovely. We'll put that in the back pocket and we'll, we'll spend that on something else, a court case. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle thinks they can get Jackie Harrison for less than we spent on Dan James. So that suggests something about where the market is, because that's impossible. We're never going to get a player. I don't know if we'll get a player as good as Dan James for the price. That's the thing. The idea that we paid too much for him. You know, you look around the league and you see lots of players that clubs have paid too much for. The strength with him is he can, although people don't like it, play as a striker. He does it for Wales as well as for us in a two. So he can play as a one on his own or as a two and he can play... um, he could probably do any of the three spots behind the striker. So he covers a lot in our team, fits the style of play superbly with all this energy and kicking Chelsea players for no reason. Um, well, that was well, last, good, good reason. That was last season's model. Chelsea um, pricks. But he's, he does, he buys into all that. He does all of that. 24, so still a couple of years of improvement left minimum. And then he will immediately go downhill. Um, but, you know, it's... I, you want a big squad with good players, then you don't sell people like Dan James just because you're not sure where he's going to start. Yeah, people seem to seem to want the perfect signing all the time, and I think he, all right, he's far from perfect, but he's he's absolutely. It sounds like damning damning him with faint praise here, but he's perfectly adequate for the level that we're yeah. at, and he's so dangerous with his pace. And we mentioned on the propaganda, Spurs are interested in him for a reason, and when we bought him from Scum, Leicester were interested in him, and Leicester have got a decent team. That obviously, I think they've. Uh, they've not refreshed it enough, um, kicking Schmeichel out long overdue. But I think any Premier League team at our kind of level likes the look of Dan James, so keep him. Young McKinstry, back north of the border, Motherwell for the season on loan. I didn't realise we'd only signed him sort of three years ago. He feels like he's been around for like 10 years, even though he's only a mere slip of a lad. It's the perils of announcing youth players on as new signings. Is they, they get a profile and then you think six months later, you're like, well... Why ain't he playing? I thought, well, because he's still 16. But yeah, so that's... Um, he uh, looks like a winger. Is that right? What makes you say that? His face. He's got a winger's face. He's got a real Scottish winger's face about him and his sort of wedgy haircut. I like it. It's a good look. And I've always sort of felt well towards him for that because he's just got the kind of the, the shape of a player like... Signing him from Motherwell and playing him on the wing just seems to make perfect sense when you see him. So I'd really like him to do well and come back. 
mm. and playing our team. Then we can sell Dan James because we'll have Stuart McGinstry. And we'll have Wilfred Noto as well, who's been linked mm-hmm. to us. It was interesting to see Jesse speak about him and say that they uh, they liked him. Certainly didn't rule him out, did they? No, because think, think, think very highly of him. Because Phil seemed like he was sort of saying, oh, I don't know, they don't seem to be saying anything about this. And then a couple of days later, Jesse came out and went, oh, yeah, we know him. We think he's really good. You think Jesse's messing with Phil? If Phil had been like, oh, yeah, Leeds are definitely interested in him, Jesse would have said, don't know the player. Mm. Not aware of him. But he does He does hate Phil, you can see. I think it's uh, building up to that. <laughs> <laughs> building up to it. But it sounds like he'd be sort of a... But I guess he's an interesting player, because I mentioned on the Phil Hayes show when we um, brought him up, that like he seems too high profile to go into the development like Sonny Perkins, you can just about understand. He's got first team minutes. He's played in Europe for West Ham. Yeah, about three. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's kind Ham of hated. Like it's no wonder he left. They weren't using him at all. But he's not, he's knocking on the door, isn't he? Whereas Noto's got like a full cap for Italy. Just seems to be that little step further yeah. on in his progression, if you like. You know, playing first team football doesn't seem like he'd come and just drop into the twenty ones or anything like that. So you almost well, do we sign him and then send him out on loan? It almost feels like maybe he'd be the the prototype for that almost. Who's he playing for now? Zurich, I think. Zurich. FC Zurich. It's an interesting one because uh, the Premier League likes to think it has that status where just to get close to being a Premier League player, you would leave first team football with FC Zurich and go and play in the under-21s at Leeds because you're then just a, a step away from Premier League football. But um, I'm not sure that necessarily tracks. I think that's kind of the, the league puffing itself up a little bit. But then you'd have... If I was his agent, I might be saying, look, you're in the first team at FC Zurich, but pay rise, Premier League, you're in the right place, shot window, all that kind of stuff that could loan you to another club. So those kind of details may uh, cancel out playing in the Swiss League, but don't know. It's, it's hard to get too upset either way about it, isn't it? See what happens. I'm, I'm, well, I wasn't trying to get upset. Not you, I meant you the, in the royal sense. Okay. You know, like, it's like whatever happens, happens. It's not going to be the... Uh, the defining moment of this yeah. transfer window, whether we do or don't get Noto, is it? I mean, Matteo Joseph and... Nonto. Noto? Gnonto. Gnonto. Sonny Perkins have both started quite well in the under-21s, and Joseph in particular, having been here since January, looks like he's finding he, a bit of a groove. Young, it was uh, the January signing we were all crying out for. Yes, well, well, young Sonny got two goals, didn't he, as well? So um, We beat Aston Villa, put them back in their place, which is good. So I always are, like to see Villa lose and Leeds win. Those are some of the things I like. Second in the league after three games with seven points. It all sounds very familiar. The 21s following the first team, is that right? Seems to be. Well, it was wins all round at the weekend. Except they, the, were, uh, they were relegated like a set of chumps last year. Know, last year's last year until somebody makes a documentary about it. Um, the under-18s 18s won as well. They beat Liverpool 2-1. Good. With two players who we only signed um, in the last... I think one signed in the summer and one signed in the week. And it was, what were the names? They had good names. Max McFadden. Hmm. And, the kid uh, from Cardiff, that. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlie Crew. Another kid from somewhere else. Yeah, he came from somewhere else. Good, yeah. Um, but they sp- both come in with good good names and scored, I've not seen the goals, good goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, Legion United women back in, in action as well. And are we claiming credit for this again? Because we sponsor Olivia Smart, who's, um, who's our awesome sweary fullback. Yep, scored the goal. Felt a bit. It's a bit of a shame for him, really. The game was on Sunday, first game of the season, clashing with Leeds United's first team, which is there will be every week from now. It's because which is not ideal. The uh, uh, this level, the games just get played on Sundays because generally people might have to work Saturdays. It's probably easy to get Sunday off. Yeah, um, Olivia, who we did an excellent extra ball with her 
last year. We should actually sit down and speak to her again this year, just find out how things have changed. Because I'd be curious to see what the sort of knock-on effect is of like the women's Euros and the profile that that got in the country and whether it'll translate into people going to the women's game in this country and how now Leeds women are back under the auspices of the football club proper whether they can start to raise their profile a little bit more and be more integrated and start to climb the ladder. It's been a change in management over summer as well, hasn't there? And it seems... Back um, under the auspices of Rick Passmore, mm. who won the League Cup with Leeds Ladies, as was in 2010, got us to an FA Cup final as well. Um, and a good nominative determinism there as well, uh, having a coach called Passmore in your team. Yeah. Uh, well, running your team, sorry, not in your team. But it was um, Fightmore was the... There you go, there's a good link. Because there was a f- scrap at the end Sadly, not caught by the LUTV cameras. I've not trolled to see whether any um, whole fan cams or if they had a, a different view of it. But yeah, you could. Um, there seemed to be some afters after a tackle. Paige Williams for Leeds, Amy Pollock for Hull. And um, yeah, while the camera is over on the left half of the pitch looking at the referee, all you can hear is people on the right half of the, of the pitch going, Ref, ref, look, look. And we don't get to see it. And then we finally we finally uh, scan over just as the players are being separated. It's always annoying. You always want to see a fight in the football match. Having not seen it, who do you think was the guilty party? Well, it was Amy Pollock all over. I, I mean, think so as well. She's probably... She's, she's known for it. I was going to say she's got a good reputation in the game and it was out of character. I see that you see things differently. Uh, the Pollock family can take that up with you. A dreadful troublemaker who needs kicking out of the game. Well, Paige Williams is a is a saint. I, I would say so. She'll have been goaded into doing something. <laughs> goaded. Excellent word. But yeah, they both got sent off. But 1-0 to Leeds. Um, against yeah, Hull, wasn't it? Against Hull. Hull City. Olivia Smart scored. And Hull uh, were relegated from the division above last year. And there was a bit of, um, there's a rivalry involved in this with the old uh, Yorkshire stuff. And um, uh, so a good result against what, a decent team. Some of the Hull's players are pretty good. Rachel Ackroyd plays up front of them, who used to play for Leeds back in the day and has always been a really, really good striker. So to, but he's now a turncoat. Uh, yeah, but to keep her um, out of, like, she didn't score, so that's good. Yeah. Speaking of um, towns that hate Leeds, how's that for a segue? Barnsley in the mm. League Cup. We're in that strange um, netherworld, yeah, as I mentioned before, of... Of Barnsley. In, yes, at the end. It's a strange netherworld. Venturing into Mordor. Um it's Tuesday afternoon as we record this, but just because of the recording schedule and the Wednesday night game, this is likely to come out after the game. So we've now got to preview it and also probably react to it. We are going to do a match ball, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Um, this one's coming to do a match ball. It'd be exciting. Yeah. All yeah. new players and stuff to look at, maybe. So, so um, we might have Heckingbottom on Colcoms or something. Oh, brilliant. Top good. of the league is Hecky. Yeah, doing well. well, isn't like, it? Yeah, well he'll want to get on his face on telly then, won't he? Unless they've got a game as well. Paul Eckenbottom as the coach of Leeds United, doesn't that feel like not just a lifetime ago, but eons ago? What if he wins the Premier League though? Who? Hecky. We just had him too soon. Same with Thomas Christensen when Panama win the World Cup. We'll just realise... Have they yeah. qualified for the World Cup? He's, not this time. Not this time, okay. But he has renewed his contract. He cried oh. and renewed his contract. So Excellent. everything's going very well for him. I'm looking forward to this Barnsley game because there's no real pressure on it, but it is a nice sort of springboard to get into maybe a cup run this year. And by cup run, I mean more than one game in each competition. Um, see some new players as well, because I'm I'm itching to see Sinistera. And it feels like this might be a nice kind of almost semi-softball way into the team for him, so we can mm. see what he's made of. Maybe Gelhart gets half a game at least in this, you would think. You'd start him. Well, I, unless I you think, want to protect so. him for the... You're worried about protecting him while Bamford's out. So you won't want him to risk him, so you might do you Joseph. Play, you have to play someone else, though. Well, yeah, exactly. Now a new striker signing. 
I've heard about that before. Remember when, um, I think it was Max Gradle, wasn't it, that we didn't know he'd signed until we got to the game? I remember that being... Oh, those were the glory Hugely exciting. Though. We're like, there's a, there's, there's a player on the bench. Sorry, who? Signed from... I think there was Gradle and someone else. Both appeared on the bench for a night a night match. And it was like, oh my God. I mean, Rob did a, a thing on the blog at the end of last week reminiscing about when um, uh, Beckford and Candle both got sent off. So we signed Wayne Andrews and Mark DeVries. Mm. I was at that game. And uh, played them against Oldham. And that's that's how you do football. What year was that, Moscow? Oh, 2007, I think. It was our first year in League One. Yeah, yeah. so 2007. I was at that game and I remember it was uh, it was Oldham away. And for the benefit of anybody who's never been to Oldham, particularly on a midweek game, it's high up in the hills, isn't it, is Oldham. That ground always mm-hmm. just felt horribly cold and exposed. Always one of the coldest away terraces going back to visiting it in like the 80s as a kid, just being freezing. I've always remember being freezing at Oldham. It was a bleak place. And I was, it may have been either raining or foggy that night. And it was just a dreadful, awful League One game. Two sides that were just shit. And we put in two attackers who'd never played for us before on loan. Because um, we had nobody else, basically. And obviously they looked like two attackers who'd never played for us before. And the sort of attackers who'd come in at very short notice and were available and therefore not that good you know, with the best will in the world. And it was a terrible, terrible game. Yet, Ian Westlake came on and scored. And um, it was very late on, wasn't it? How late was that goal? Was it 95 minutes or 85? I can't even remember. But I just remember a night of complete drudge. Just having that lovely finish to it. A nice moment at the end. And is that what you're hoping for tomorrow night? Speaking of a nice moment of the end, if you do go and I'll ruin the ending of Rob's beautiful blog post. But um, Wayne Andrews' son now plays football for Watford. Um, Ryan Andrews and uh, Watford's YouTube channel did a little feature of Ryan looking at uh, video highlights of his dad playing and the quote about his father's football is, it's all right, the quality is not there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the most, nothing any Leeds fan can say about Wayne Andrews at Leeds will ever be as sa- scathing as his own son <laughs> saying the quality is not killed. there. <laughs> well, that's how you do it. If you, you know, your strikers are unavailable for what was essentially, I think there were only like one or two game bans at most. Go and get to others. Yep. Why, what is Victor Orta playing at? He needs to take a lesson out of Dennis Wise's book. He was a great success as director of football at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. He moved to. Just from, an all round, all round good guy, Moscow. He went to from Leeds to be closer to his family in London. Mm-hmm. And if we just follow the, uh, the model of just sticking some new players on the bench for a game or even in the team. So maybe that's the dream. We turn up against Barnsley and... Somebody's Sam Vokes and Max Gradle are in the team. Are in the team. That right. would be amazing. So yeah, it is. Yeah, so this will probably come out after Barnsley. Finally so landed Gary Hooper. Talk to me about how you feel about that game. And what I'll do is we'll just record two versions now and I'll just put out the version that's relevant that works. Obviously, you'll hear the, the real match ball reaction mm. to that. But how do you feel it went, Michael? Good. Yeah, I think it was a steady win. Kind of as I'd expect. The quality was too much for him. They're not, um, you know, they're not the same level as anymore, are they? And, Good to see some of the young players. Sinistero looks really dangerous. Um, Joffe, it's a shame you can't get more minutes in the Premier League, but you can't really drop Rodrigo, can you? But no. good, good for him to get his hat-trick. Yep. Um, should see him in good stead for the weekend. What do you think of Sinistero? Electric. Shame yeah. about the leg break. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these things happen. Moscow, that was disappointing, wasn't it? So we'll edit it there if, if we lose. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the injuries that really we've got to worry about. The result speaks for itself. Everyone will see that in the papers. But are they, was, are they waiting for the papers or might they say it on Twitter first? It was always going to be the, <laughs> the question of who do you risk in this game? And I think the fact that, you know, 
it's not only that Brendan Aronson is going to be out of our season, but he's missing the World Cup as well. It's a tragedy. Um, so I think it's been really unfortunate. Um, on the upside, though, I don't think Christopher Clarsen can be blamed for any of the five goals. <laughs> there you go, then. That wraps up part one of the show. Um, I hope Michael's right. Apart from, apart from, apart from, from the Sinistera's leg. Sinistera's leg. Apart from that. Let's hope his leg's fine. And you actually are going to have to edit it if he does get injured because mm. I will be seen to be making light of someone um, breaking their leg, which he's not going to do, is he? Yeah, let's hope Brendan Aronson just how, doesn't play. Just how, don't play him. How are Barnsley doing this season? Uh, Fine. <laughs> is, that, is that official? Yeah, they're all right. They're in League One, aren't they? Oh, okay. They lost. No. Are they? Yeah, they lost. Yeah. 3-0 to Morecambe. Oh, they're 16th in League One. They're yeah, absolute, that's all right. They're absolute cack. That's fine. We'll They've beat got, them. Uh, We've got to. Old boys, because Apo Haume went back to Helsinki and scored at the weekend after we mentioned him last week. But they've still got um, Clark, oh, shut that door, and Liam Kitchen, who are our two former players. Well, we're coming into the, this game on the back of a 3-0 win against Chelsea. They're coming in from a 3-0 defeat at home to Wickham. So 3-0 Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> Set up perfectly. There you go. That is the end of part one. Then we have the preview, proper preview for Brighton on the way for you in just a bit and we'll pick the week's heroes and villains as well stick about let's preview Brighton then uh, that's at the weekend another tough test against the genuine Champions League contender not like those chumps on Sunday a title rival no less if this I mean we've we talked a bit in Propaganda Extra this week about the hyperbole of the Premier League if we lose this are we out of the title race it's all on this one isn't it will we, well, de- will we debut our new black and carbon third kit that seems to be the case. Well, let's yeah. let's save the angry reaction for that for next week. Excellent. Yeah, we don't want to over. We've so far only seen a little, a little glimpse of the stripy horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Pajamas or a nice shirt, depending on your point of view. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, tough game this one, isn't it? They're good. They're Brighton, quite objectively, quite good. I know we have mocked them for things in the past, but I mean they are quite good. They've also got seven points. They've only conceded one goal, and that was to scum. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> and they should have beaten Newcastle as well. They, it was the standard Brighton game, was that where they basically battered someone but failed to score. Which, if you remember our game there last year, was exactly what they did in that because we were awful. It was one of those. Um, it's fairly early in the season, wasn't it? And it was one of those early games where we knew maybe things were not quite right because we, even though we did get a point, we well and truly deserved to lose. Yeah, I still have the the anger about Brighton that they just refused to sign a striker and now are selling Neil Mopay as well who I know didn't score many goals they for might them, as, but, they might as well though, yeah and but they're not talking about replacing him because Potter is saying what we need is we don't have another Danny Welbeck so I don't know if they're willing to let Welbeck finally make his move to Leeds do we need a striker <laughs> there's a striker but um, yeah just going through I mean you've said it already no nil at home to Newcastle, should have won, just couldn't score. Just sign a bloody striker. It annoys me more than... I'm not even a Brighton fan. I don't care. But it just winds me up that they won't just take the... Because it would be wonderful. It was great when Leicester won the league because it was a change. And Brighton, with a striker, they win this league. Well, is he saying that they need another Danny Welbeck? Yeah, I think so. He have like, you seen oh. Danny Welbeck's scoring record? I know this, I'm aware this, this is, is... This is it. It's I'm mental. Aware it's, I'm aware it's fully setting him up to score in this game. Goals scored in the last few seasons, six, six, two, one, five, two, four, four, six, two. Doesn't score many goals. Yeah, and he's just signed a new contract and now they're saying they need another one like him. And this guy is supposed, well, he is. He's a very good manager, apart from just he doesn't seem to think goals matter. <laughs> on our um, 
was, on our pre-season, man, it was over on the, on the extra ball. Our managers, manager by manager, we went, didn't we? Would mm. you go for a pint with them? Will they see out the season? We we said we quite liked Potter because uh, mm. he'd uh, studied and done some stuff in Leeds, hadn't he? he was at, um, at Leeds Carnegie College. For he a was. Bit. I think we said one of the other things in that was would we take him at Leeds? And I think Potter was one that probably one of the few that we said we'd have. Yeah. I think at some point, not not that we're going to take him, but you never know, do you? Kind of seems all right. Well, you don't know how the dice will fall in years to come, do you? You never know. Um, this Bro- has got, I've found the quote. We've got a different mix of players, but there's not probably another Danny Welbeck in terms of profile. So that's something we might look at if we're going to look anywhere. Sounds like Leeds, don't they? Trying to recruit an attacker. Except we're trying to find a, like a replacement for Bamford who scores goals. Oh, we could do with another Bamford. We haven't got another player, another profile like that. Who think? Who wants... I mean, Danny Welbeck's about 40. It's like, oh, well, let's see if we can find another 40-year-old striker who doesn't score. We need to absolutely stop trashing Welbeck. Danny, Danny Welbeck is 31, by the way. Well, it's even worse. He's the same age as Rodrigo. He plays like a 40-year-old. We were uh, on one of the other shows we recorded today, uh, which will be out somewhere. We were talking about Project 538, you know, the um, predictions mm. algorithm website. They have Brighton's finished sixth, uh, which is quite something. 22% chance of the Champions League this season, they reckon, for Brighton. Um, they haven't finished sixth on 59 points. Which is exactly the same point, uh, same points total that we got in our first season back, and we didn't finish sixth, did we? That was the football league being corrupt, the Premier League conspiracy, Premier League conspiracy. Yeah. They're in cahoots, those two. It's the same reason that Wolves didn't get into Europe last year, isn't it? Because of not finishing in a league position that gets you there. Mm-hmm. That was what did it for them. That normally does do, isn't it? Like, where that's, you finish in the league has yeah, a bearing on. That's what that's what they yeah. fixed, so Wolves couldn't get into Europe. Yeah. Um, what if we went there and won? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? What what if we're just dead good this season? We just never look like beating Brighton, do we? Maybe this is how it changes, though, by having Jesse and his tactics and penis ball and stuff. Maybe that's what we needed. Maybe the expansive football doesn't work against them. I mean, it is going to be completely different. I know we played them right at the end of last season, didn't we, with Strout getting that um, the late header. But we, com- but, we competed but all, well, didn't we? Yeah, we, we were good in that game. I think we, were, we definitely were worthy of a point, as I remember it. I think a, a draw was probably about right in the end. Um it's just the games prior to that, they seem to have generally had the better of us. I know, I think there's been a couple of draws in there in recent years, but they seem to have always actually been a better team, mm. truth be told. But who knows with Jesse's new new style? There's none of the same players as last year. Like I was looking at the team when we went there last year and drew. There was Phillips, Furpo was there having a disaster, if you recall. Should have been sent off probably twice. He, did, he got up an early booking, then just continued to pull Lamptey every time he went past him. Mm. Cooper played who probably won't Dallas definitely won't Forshaw probably won't Rafinha definitely won't so it's Bamford probably won't be playing uh, up front so it's all it's all changed Brighton away is um, our big left back problem game because the season before that Alioski had his absolute direct performance mm. down there didn't he so I fear for Pascal Stroik the big pirate in, in this one they're weird because they almost feel now I've seen Chelsea like this is going to be a more difficult game because mm. Chelsea just arrived in there. I don't know if it's because... They Ar- arrogant big six mindset. They couldn't all come on the same plane and everybody was upset and they just looked moody, whereas um, uh, Brighton, well, the fact that they're in decent form changes things as well. They don't strike me as that kind of thing. And I think um, Potter is probably... I put it in my match report, the thing that struck me about Tuchel was that he just seems like if he has to like make the players better, it's all oh, why should I be expected to train them? It's like, that seems to be like, they're, they're not good enough, so just buy some better ones and don't, don't expect me to have to step in. Whereas Potter will coach them. He is a, a coach. Like, I think he fulfills that brief. 
he concentrates more on improving football players and making his team better than he does on just like arsing around in a shit hat having a go at fourth officials. Mm. So that makes them potentially a better team or a more difficult opponent than uh, Chelsea were. I think we not you know it's not taking anything away from how brilliant we were, but I think we we got Chelsea a really good a day to get them mm. for whatever reason. Maybe it's just the, our style of play upset them as well. I don't know if we'll be able to upset Brighton as as much as that, but it's going to be that. I think that's where it's all the big interest in this game. If you take apart from just wanting us to win, is can we repeat the Chelsea stuff, or is it going to be a case of? Uh, we win at home and lose away. I mean, we drew with Southampton, but are we going to? Is it going to be away from? Yeah. Albeit, although think. we can carry the momentum of Chelsea into this game, can't Obviously. we? That's one of the things, and, and it's nice to be able to look at it and think this could go anyway. We're still, we're still in. This is it. We're still in that point of the season where we don't quite know how anything's going to pan out. Yeah. It's not settled down yet. We don't know that Brighton are brilliant. We don't know that we're brilliant. We don't know that we're not awful. We don't know that Brighton are not awful. I mean, Liverpool are probably not going to finish sixteenth. No. Are they? So everything's still all still on the table. The mix. And Brighton are probably not going to finish. Where are they now? Just beneath us, I think. That's they probably will. That yeah. will be true. We're third. They're fifth. Okay, so they're not going to finish fifth. We will finish third. Hmm. Um, that's the one thing that we can say with some confidence. It's just exactly the path we take. It remains to be seen. <laughs> How do you feel it's going to go? It's hard to call, isn't it? I won't be surprised if we lost, but I won't be surprised if we won either. Maybe mm. we draw. I mean, I would. I would take a draw in this. It seemed like a. It'd be an incredibly good start to the season to be unbeaten at this stage. Why not? So let's draw. Or mm. win. Their strengths, uh, we haven't uh, referenced to scored.com yet, but their characteristics, their strengths include creating chances using through balls, which if you catch Urente, uh sometimes can work. Creating scoring chances in general is a strength. So that's that matters pro- little when they have good. No, one to, no one to do it. Well, exactly. Uh, they're good at defending set pieces, so it will be, well, they haven't uh, faced the deep whispering of um, Brendan and Jackie before. Um, they're also strong at protecting the lead, so we don't need to let them go ahead. Weak aerial duels, so, which is weird because all their centre-backs, and they've got tons of them, are like seven foot tall. And also weak at avoiding individual errors, which makes sense because they've got tons of centre-backs and they're all seven foot tall. Mm. So that's them. They're also a style of play, non-aggressive, offside trap. Opponents play aggressively against them. So I think we'll, uh, that's a given. I've had a thought and it's, about, fo- it's about football. Oh, oh no. yeah. Is this right? Do you agree with me? No. Right. The reason maybe no. that, that like Bielsa's lead struggled against um, Brighton was because what you just said there about Giants is that we always try to play with width and get in down, uh, down the flanks and get to the touch lines and stuff. And they stopped us playing and they forced us to cross it in and their Giants headed it away. And the cross-field balls that we used to ping across got headed away by their Giants. And maybe now if we go through the middle, playing between the full-back and the centre-back, it'll work. Yeah, it's, um, Bamford used to be lost in the land of the Giants um, against Brighton. And this is, we talked about it, the difference in width in the first propaganda episode about how now, because we're not trying to stretch and create space in the penalty area, which Brighton just ignored, they just kept them all in there. We'll be putting three players in to receive a, a, a short cross. Um, so even if it just goes in off Lewis Dunk, it's a goal. You know, if it hits pinballs off Rodrigo and hits Webster and goes in off Harrison's face, it's another goal. So we're kind of aiming for something a little bit more uh, random, but like calculated randomness. You won't play. You won't play Bamford in this, would you? You'd play. Uh... Uh, not Rafinha Rodrigo and if he's available yes um, I would play 
Ronaldo, the <laughs> Brazilian one. Now, you can't change a thing, can you, from the weekend? For, in terms of the starting eleven, I think you'd leave it up, probably leave everything as it is. Yeah. If Bamford's on the bench, great. Yeah. Nice option to have. Make him yeah. win this place back, the sore-groined podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wondered where no, you're going with it. But... Interesting challenge. I mean, Rodrigo suddenly found his mojo at nine. Um, Joffy's fit. And it gives us, suddenly we don't need a striker, but it does mean, because uh, the question is how... Bamford can come back without hurting himself again and maybe if it is just like yeah don't play because we're scoring goals without you then it's yeah, but we, fine and then they can kid gloves him back into the team can't yeah. they as and when they need to and he can forget about the World Cup <laughs> <laughs> welcome back Patrick Harrison will tell him all about it when he comes home and Brighton have got to get past Forest Green Dave Hockaday's former former team of course mm-hmm. and they've got they will be facing a former Leeds player can you name them it's not Liam Kitchen because he moved from there um, I was about to look at it. It is a young centre-back. Yeah. Oh. I know. It, it's a young centre-back. It is a young centre-back. It's center the young centre-back. Holly Casey. Ah, oh, there we go. So hopefully he can cause some damage. Break Danny Welbeck. When they have no, then they have no Danny Welbeck. No strikers. That'd be useful, wouldn't it? Um, it's hard to know. I can't even predict how this one's going to go. I genuinely can't. So I kind of feel like we'll lose, but then I felt like that uh, last weekend. Oh, I sorry, let's so ri- wrong. I'm going to ride the crest of a wave. Let's go for soft win. Let's have a draw. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, draw. I'm, I'm between draw and win, so soft win for me. Who Why not? We... Let, let's be happy. After these, it's Everton at home, isn't it? And Brentford away as well. And then Brentford away. And I want to win both those. And I think we will. Why don't we just win them all? Well, that's it. So if we beat Brighton, that means we start with, what is it, five wins and a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be our best ever start to a league season since 1973 or something. I mean, the fixture computer has been kind. And beating Chelsea has been a, like a complete cat amongst those birds so um, Cat amongst the seagulls oh that's good yes. yeah it took a while that's the episode title by the way okay good um, it was delivered with such panache as well <laughs> <laughs> great one it's like when you're waiting waiting in a movie for them to say to say the name of the film I had somebody else the uh, cat among the 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 wrens cat among the the, the cockatoos Anyway. So what are you going for, Moscow? Did we decide? The, oh, let's the, beat them. Yeah. All right, great. Give why not? I did, your predi- a lesson. I did your prediction for you last week anyway, and you were right. Was I? Yes. Ah, can you I it? said that if you were here, you'd say, oh, well, it might be just one of those days. You always got it in us. Always got it in us. We, have, one got of it those we have got it in us. You need to believe more. We have now. We haven't had for a full season. I don't yeah. know if you didn't notice, but we we do have now. And even still, when we needed to, when it came down to it, down to the wire at the end, we had it in us. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Just enjoy it, Michael. I don't know why you don't enjoy it. Smile I've more. Enjoyed, I've enjoyed things enormously this week. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's been brilliant. Long may it continue. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is where we pick the week's heroes and villains. Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award first then, gentlemen. Fitting in a Chelsea. A Chelsea week, isn't it? We that don't Ken? have to. We'd have to leave Stamford Bridge. We don't do it. The, I mean, I will say because of the amount of feedback we had from this game, because everyone was very, very excited. I think the obvious candidate, and probably that someone who's received more nominations than anyone ever, is now Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, I mean, he's going to win this this award, isn't he? Let's face it. I mean, we, we can deal with some of the other runners and riders, but let's go big at the start because people have given us their audio feedback as well, sent their tapes in. And should we start with Lean Cheese? And you have edited bits out of this, Michael. A little bit, yeah just because we want to stay the right side of the lawyers, <laughs> just, don't we? Just in case Lee's wondering. They've taken out the best bits. <laughs> it's like, no, no, Lee. We, and you know why. Yeah, we had to, you naughty man. I don't want to dwell on negatives, because what an absolute result. But can we continue to discuss Thomas Tuchel? He is an absolute whopper. No grace in defeat whatsoever. A list of excuses as long as Mick Hucknall's arms in Bo Selector. Uh, blaming the fact that him and his coaching staff had to get a bus which is surely only a problem if you've got the face of a man who sniffs the seats on the journey. Mm. A face which is both terrified and terrifying. He could just be checking the seats for hygiene. I think yeah, yeah. when Lee says, can we continue to discuss Thomas Tuchel, we've taken some legal advice and no. <laughs> <laughs> Not along the lines that you wished to uh, pursue. Yeah, and if yeah, you're right. You're right about that, Michael. You might just want to be checking that it's all been sanitised. Yeah, safe for his staff to travel. In case you'd, you'd been on it before with your, your special drinks. Right. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, well, he was concerned about the travel arrangements for everyone, wasn't he? Mm. So it's only right that if you have to travel on a on a coach mm. all oh, that way. God. I mean, as well, the coach that had been on. It had been, have you seen the buses that footballers travel on? Nicer than my house. Exactly. They've got like sofas in them and tellies and tables. And mm. is, it even, is flying even any quicker by the time you've fucked about getting through security and... Oh, yeah, that's awesome. flying to Leeds Bradford as well. So then it's still by the time you got through security and then I'm disappointed you call it. Take don't you call it Leeds Bradford Airport. You would have Yeadon. Yeadon, Yeadon Aerodrome. Well, they went there as an alternative to ringways. <laughs> I was waiting for ringways. <laughs> hey, bloody hell, I'll tell you what, I nearly didn't make it onto my flight at ringways when we went to Greece the other week. Bloody hell. Ringways is Manchester for any, yes. in case anyone is Manchester confused. Airport. Yeah, it's old school name is ringways. Uh, we had to be pulled out of the security queue at 5am for a 6am flight. We got there at 3.35, just dropping the bags off and getting through security. Got through to security, like they tried to fast track us through. Only two bloody belts on, that was it. And then, because there was an iPad in the bag and we hadn't got it out and there wasn't adequate signage, they then had to put the iPad back through, all that the, kind of The way jazz. they dealt with the security queue went out to Montenegro was the woman shouted at me when I started trying to get stuff out of my bag because I was trying to do it properly like you do in England and they're like, no, electrical devices must all be separate and yeah, all yeah. that. And she just went, no, in the bag. And they just put it through. Right, I don't Excellent. think she checked. They didn't check, basically. Yeah, they're, they're was, not, it was a quicker way not of doing possibly it. Asked whether I sent no. coming back from Greece into Britain, but Britain, like, get everything out of the bag. So they had to put it back through as well. And there were only two people working. They weren't asked. 
My wife and my son managed to clear security. I think it was with nine minutes to spare until the flight closed and was assured by the person who tippy-tapped on their computer at the security desk, oh, it's fine, it's at gate 15, which is right next to duty-free. It wasn't. It was at the arse end of the terminal and there to run like in a film and we were boarding at the moment when they arrived. Good to do. Good to get somewhere on time, though. Tuchel doesn't know how easy he had it, did he? At least no. it wasn't a bus. Oh, sometimes you've got to get a bus from the plane to the terminal. Imagine that. What a, would he do then? A bus to Greece would would have been a bit a bit of a trek, admittedly. Yeah, but to London to Leeds. Dennis Burkamp would have preferred it. Mm. Or David Batty. Yeah. Right. Famous non-flyers. Ginger Paul then has this to say. Just wanted to uh, remark on the hilarity of Thomas Tuchel being such a little crybaby that he couldn't accept that his team lost they fucking lost instead he has to give some kind of bullshit primary school workaround that's like oh no it's not that we lost it's just that we didn't win like we should oh no no those boys didn't win because they were good no no it was all mean boys being mean and not doing what we wanted to and we should always win because we're chelsea get it up you you big stupid crybaby <laughs> i like that Mrs. Doubtfire as well made an appearance, which was excellent. Is that what that was, directed in the middle? The voice, yeah. That Ginger Paul slipped seamlessly into um, a middle-aged man dressed as a lady. Uh, Tom, should we hear from Tom? Why not? He's nominating himself. Tuchel, you lanky, useless, salty bastard. Shit team, shit club, shit fans. It's all fucking shit. (laughs) Fucking hate Chelsea. Get in. Oh dear. That was all of us on Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. That sums it all up. But on, be- on behalf of Boydie, Daniel Coughlin, Darth Spader Boy, Dino, Liam, Ginger Paul, we heard him, Andy from Salford, Grumpy Git, Kev, Zach of Oz, Paddy, oh, amongst many others, um, they're the ones that you copied over here. Yeah, we've got, we've got loads of whining, preening, human mm. centipede. <laughs> Red yes. card dodging weasel. Some more very serious accusations as yeah, well. That, that's not making it through. Um, Paddy Gunn did rightly, actually, for, for something slightly different, did nominate him for trying to take another of Brendan Aronson's mm. goals away by referring to it as an own goal. Yeah. But it was definitely not an own goal. There was some. There was a, uh, somebody suggested it might have been a translation thing that he's, he's trying to say mistake, but mm. no, it's not. those aren't the words he used. He's been here. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. Well, I mean, that's that's one of them accusations against him. We can't use ignorance as a defence. Um, there were some nominations for, for Chelsea fans slash Ken Bates, which I guess fall under the same umbrella from a variety of people. I've just remembered I've got Ken Bates news. I've not yet replied to it. Discovered it a day or two ago. It's, I know it's why I was replying to someone about a marketplace item on Facebook. And you notice, uh, I'm, I was getting, you know me, I'm like getting a free fridge for the new office yeah. on there. Discovered, you know, in your Facebook messages from people who aren't your friends, it's always yeah. spam stuff. I've got one in there from Wyoming Ken Bates. You're kidding me. No joke. He's in there. What's he said? He said, I don't know if it's in reference to... I don't Leave know if me alone, my solicitors will be in touch. <laughs> well, it is a bit passive aggressive. It's something about, let me know if you want me to send you any more family pictures or something. So I don't know if he's seen the... Oh, the crowdy. The crowdy maybe, because that's recently been dropped off. I don't know if someone has pointed him in the direction of that, which is his head... Not taken from Facebook, I will add. It was from like um, when he was a, a councilman. So it was in public domain. It was it was public domain. I haven't trolled his his private collection, um, but it was his head on Vern Troy's body. Yeah, um, and I don't know if he's seen that and is now getting in touch. So I'm slightly scared to reply to him, and I've I've not a chance to do it yet. I wouldn't. Do you think not? Nah, just, best, best thing to do. Just send him his crowdy. I've sold it. I don't know. It was it was um, oh, it was course, it was um, a charity donation. You know where it is, though, don't you? I do know where it is. 
just do I need to get it back? No, just ignore it, Michael. <laughs> just if ignore you, it. If you ignore it, yeah, it goes away. Is that is that right? Yeah, it's sound legal advice. <laughs> okay. How long? When did he send you that message? Uh, it's a good question. It was a while ago. Ah, I've, I've missed it. Yeah. But part of me thinks, would it be good to speak to? <laughs> well, you were going to prank call him at one point. I tried ringing him loads of times. Yeah. Why don't you say just play Never him answered. and say, I'd reply, so I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Could you explain what you mean? Sorry, I don't follow. Yeah? Do yeah, it might yeah work? that'll work as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, on to Mason Mount, by the way. Billy B suggests he did nothing wrong particularly, but his rap featured. Lampard loving face was on my TV, which was enough to be nominated. Fuck off. It was good as well that he skulked off really miserably. He just got subbed off at a point when there was other stuff happening. So barely anyone, no one even noticed it. You just went, oh, Mason Mount's not on the pitch. What's happening here? Good. We never beat him, do we? No. A number of people nominated as well, like um, Koulibaly nominated for his manhandling of our children, which yeah, is very good. He did pick on the little ones, didn't he? Mm. Um, speaking of which, uh, Scott Parker gets nominated. Um, Marvin says that uh, Touchill feels too obvious. Plus, I don't want to end up and in a redacted, that's, redacted yeah, that's, yeah. Um, uh, but yes, he's just, um, it's another one for uh, Scotty Parker's atrocious blazer. <laughs> he does, he does, he does uh, nominate Jesse Marsh and his trousers so tight that he could see his 4222 formation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to see it, didn't he? The way he was, he was proudly thrusting it about the place. Uh, are we going to give a mention to Captain Hindsight here, Zach, who's trying to dig us out for uh, for criticising last season? No, he's fine too. No, fair enough. He? Yeah. Well, Zach says, everyone who slated Marsh for the performances last season, including you guys, it was obvious all along that his one aim was uh, last season was to keep us up. It was clear the performances weren't great, but they worked. Yet, so, did they? Uh, yet, so many people, including you, judged. I've, that's my emphasis. Um, judged him negatively based on those. They may have been poor, but the correct response, sorry, Zach, um, was to not judge them at all when the only purpose was results. Well, so should we just have not watched them? I mean, what I'm saying is, it's easy to say that knowing that we stayed up when going into the last 10 minutes of the season against Brentford, we were a two-goal swing away from going down. Mm. I think so. I will stand by everything I said about Crystal Palace nil, Leeds United nil from last season. I think it will be justified based on the actual sodding it, game. I was going to say, it's almost like you form opinions based on what you see and the actual evidence in front of your eyes rather than, with the aid of hindsight... Anyway. Sickening me, Zach. Poor old Zach. None of it's important, Zach. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. You're right to call Honestly, us out. Don't, we were wrong. I don't think any of it expected us. What this we, season. We, weren't we weren't wrong. wrong. We were right, and then things well, changed. But no, yeah. I think. I think truthfully, I think we did have doubts about, as anyone would who watched, I suppose, about, exactly. doubts about whether or not the system. It was impossible to watch those desperate, awful fucking games against Aston Villa and Crystal Palace and Arsenal and Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, and think... I think Manchester City was still Bielsa, wasn't it? No, nah, the one that wasn't the second one. The one, the one at Ellen Road was um, was Marsh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. oh, it was actually, yes, wasn't it? Sorry. And think, this is great, and it's going to turn out wonderfully. The games just didn't show that. You could step away and think, well, if he gets us through this and into next season... And he gets because, his own players. Yeah. Because we know that he's got more more about him than this. I don't think anybody ever said he was not capable of doing better than what he was doing. But all the doubt was generated by the results and the performances that we were watching with our eyes, and you could only judge the games for what they were. Jesse Jesse does get a nomination, actually, from Vinnie Barker for, for not doing the exact same thing to Tuchel that Tuchel did to Conte after they played Spurs. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Should have done <laughs> yeah. that and more. Because he was kind of winding up for it before and with his whole, like... Because he made a big thing in the press conference of, I, I don't think he should be even be on the touchline, which, whether it's, like, genuine... <laughs> I, I like that. 
genuine ignorance of the rules as he was trying to play it off. He's like, oh, well, he knows what know. he's doing. He or if it was doing. like trying to get the uh, hype it up between it's him good. and uh, and them. And it was good to like as a way of taking the. We talked on Propaganda Extra about how all the attention is on managers, and I suppose one uh, benefit of that is is it's off the players to a to an extent. And when you're going in against a Top four, as they wish they still were, opponent like Chelsea, you want to take it off the managers and say, right, uh, off, the, off players. the players yeah. and say, right, we'll just make it about me and me and Tommy because um, I'm much less likely to redacted, redacted, redacted. Exactly, yeah. And I should say, just returning to Zach's comments, I am just joking because as you were saying, Michael, none of it matters. There's, there's some, it seems to be sometimes like a desperate clamour for people to like pile in and have a go at you for having doubts or fears and stuff like that or, or saying... That's a bit shit. It doesn't matter, does it? And also, it? and also, if I've said something bad's going to happen and something good happens, I'm only ever pleased. Yeah. Like, I'm, I would I get no satisfaction from Rodrigo not scoring on Saturday. So I'd yeah. go, good. I said he wouldn't score. Yeah, As it was, he scored and I jumped around the stadium. It's, it was only, nice. it's only football, isn't it? None, it is. none of it matters. None of it matters. What does matter? Sky. Yes. We, don't, we mentioned him already in um, discussion of the Chelsea game for having. Inflicted Don Goodman on the good, their good subscribers and yeah. illegal streamers as well, and also Lisa's, <laughs> who may have had to, who may have been watching. <laughs> as, as Lisa points out, they cut away from Ellen Road, forcing us onto the poxy Sky Sports News Channel for all the reaction to beating Chelsea to show that bloody sports washing derby. Mm. Pathetic. I must admit, I was quite offended that we weren't first on match of the day, and also then because we won. I listened to all the football podcasts too, so I started listening to the Guardian podcast, and they, they started talking about that game first. And I was like. Fuck off. Yeah. Talk about us. Who cares? Skip, 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 skip. Nobody even won. No. It was a draw. So what's the point? Meaningless game. They should replay it and then talk about that when somebody has won. Um, Adsham has a particular gripe against the RMT as well, uh, which is the the railway trade union, for not striking on Sunday to further compound the misery of those going back down to London. Mm. Um, Chelsea fans. uh, Angus quarter pounder calls out Charter Airlines um, that they should give Chelsea a bigger plane next time so they can at least give us a game. It was very unfair. It's um, it's well known that no no team has ever been able to win uh, a Premier League football match um, when some of the coaching staff have had to travel on a luxury bus the day before. <laughs> it's just it's just a well known. It's impossible. Working in impossible circumstances, mm. isn't it? That's what that's what people. It's a wonder the about. game wasn't called off. And it brings this brings us right back around to where we started, which is with that crybaby Tuchel. Yeah, so he wins. Yep. Next on to <laughs> the Gitano Baradi Hero of the Week award. Loads of nominations in for everyone. Because it was a bloody nice weekend. The whole United States of America nominated mm. within everyone as well. Not always being considered that way by everybody. But mm. um, but Boyd likes and Boyd likes all of them, all the players, Marsh, Mark Jackson, the press and the United States of America. Let's go um, on to Jesse specifically then, um, shall we? Ayrton, what a great name. Ayrton had this to say. Hero of the week has got to be the man himself, Jesse Marsh. Joined the club at a really tough time, has had his fair share of doubters, in particular Mr Chapman himself. But he's stuck to his principles, he's shaped the team in his own way and he's led us to one of the best wins we've had in a long time. What a lovely set of fine young men he's created. You, Oscar. You, you Why did, did you point at me? Because well, uh, we were all getting blown through before. I pointed okay. at myself too. All right. We all, all right. had doubts. It's, yeah, fine. Exactly. it's fine to have doubts. <laughs> and I always said that his football would be fine and it would be quite exciting. And so it is. I just... It's also said he stands with his legs too far apart <laughs> and and goes on about Gandhi too much. So, mm. you know, you take the rough with the smooth, don't you? Yeah, and the smooth very much beating uh, Chelsea. The smooth very much uh, the way his jeans are ironed. Mm. I don't even need to iron those, they're that tight. 
I think, you know, I think your legs do the ironing. Body heat will just do it for you, won't it? I wonder how he gets them off. It's got to be a challenge. It can't be easy. Talc. You think him and Tucci will both have to like, they they have a bidding war over who is the best trouser remover in the Premier League. <laughs> do you have any, I know you're a fan of talc. Talc so. is underrated, mate. Have you got any trousers you need talc to get on and no, off? No, just, no. But it, there's nothing wrong with a gentleman's talc every now and then. Great PVC ones? No, no, no. Um, yeah. Oh, forgetting those on. Not forgetting them off. You can either go. You can either go Vaseline or talc. Well, for the, PV, for the PVC ones, they're quite easy to get off because obviously the Velcro strips right down the legs on the outside. Of course, <laughs> just, um, just off they come. The mental images are making me warm to <laughs> Marsh slightly picturing yeah. him kind of ripping off his trousers in a big cloud of talc. <laughs> and if he really wants to win us over, he should uh, coach a game in PVC trousers. Yeah. Take it to the next level. What just, about a PVC T-shirt to go with? Like Wright said, Fred back in the day. Just do the full soft sell. Mark Armand tribute on the sideline with his local band. Yeah. So let's cut to Dave, shall we? Let's hear from Dave. If Jesse was the villain last week, surely he's got to be the hero this week. I'm minded to agree. I think that was a. I mean, I wasn't here last week, but that's how it works. Well, I mean, he did. We he did the exact opposite last week in terms of substitutions. So that's that worked, and um, then that's essentially what he got the villainy. Four was you didn't make any subs when you should have, and this week you made loads of subs, and mm-hmm. we won. So it's it worked. Oh, so the other stuff as well. He's, he's responded. He's digging it. Like Weech has said, very much enjoyed Jesse smashing the water bottle into the ground with the force of a comet hitting Earth, which was beautiful. The Earth shook. The well, the East Stand was shaking anyway, wasn't it? So that water bottle would have just contributed to that further shaking. Um, and he's taking a uh, RDO says he's taking a shit house sarcastic bastard approach to his media duties which I think is very enjoyable. But it, I mean, it, it's hard to know how sarcastic it was, really. I think the Tuchel stuff was definitely prodding at him a bit on the FA, doing a kind of, well, isn't, isn't that the rules? As, as, as I understand it, but generally I find he's fairly sincere, isn't he? He's quite, I mean, from that point, yeah. Almost, he's cheeky. He's cheeky. Yeah, but he, he's quite easy to read in those things. It's not like, it's when he says, the reason I have a go at referees is because it makes them do what I want them to. And it's like, oh, okay, you've told us the <laughs> It's like doing the trick and then telling us about it. You, you've, I still feel a bit like that with his the Tuchel stuff where it's kind of like, all oh, right, you're having a go at, at Tuchel to take the pressure off the players. It's, it's all a bit clear, but it's definitely more palatable than the kind of like passive-aggressive Thomas Tuchel himself nonsense. Because when Tuchel going through his post-match press conference, well, it's nothing to do with Leeds. Leeds didn't do anything. Why even talk about Leeds? Oh, the fact that they outrun us by 11 kilometres. That doesn't mean anything. That's the work of a wanker. Marsh kind of being quite brazen in the way he approaches the thing, like his messaging, where you can read it quite easily, is is much preferable to him being like a a, a snide bastard. Let's so hear from. I, I like these things about him. Let's hear from uh, Sarah Sazzy BM. That was just absolutely amazing, and I think Jesse Marsh deserves a lot of credit, especially after the shambles of the substitutions last week. He was spot on with everything this week. Tactics, subs, player choice, everything. It was just brilliant and I cannot stop smiling. I, I wish I could have been there. It looked amazing. It bloody was. It's amazing. It really was. It was a very, very enjoyable day. I think for me, Jesse very much the front runner for this um, this award this week. I would say so, but let's let's talk through some of his some, what was he? I nearly said delightful boys. That's not what he said, was it? What did he say? Fine young Fine men. Fine young men. Delightful boys. Delightful boys. Is- well, Tyler Adams got some love. Adam E said uh, that Adams is a sexy little bastard. He's like a rash, but a delicious one. Very which, true. Which is good. I yeah. think I might have enjoyed his performance the most mm-hmm. on the weekend. Maybe that's because I like um, 
functional gritty midfielders over flashy forwards. An ankle biting but... bulldog of a player, said Luke. Did you like when he um, won the goal kick off of Conor Gallagher and walked away laughing at him? I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, it's caught on the TV cameras as well. But Conor Gallagher is aghast that this has not been given his way. And Tyler Rison's is walking away, he's looking over his shoulder and he's just laughing. <laughs> and Beautiful. Nagolo Yankee, by the way, that name is starting to take a little Nagolo Yankee, yeah. Yep. There's another jo- TJ's made a joke too. Yep. He never gets tired. Ty- like a Geordie. Tired. Tired, man. Are we giving Binzo the credit for N'Golo Yankee? I don't think it was uh, Binzo's original um He sent it in. Tweet. Well, he, she sent it in. Well, you can have the credit on this show, but I don't think it was that person. Okay, well, we ever. must find that person. Trace it back to its <laughs> origin them. and credit them properly. But yeah, you got We know the uh, the origins origins of the next one. Jackie yep. started right in this room, didn't it? Yep, Jackie did. David Harrison. I did that. Uh, 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 <laughs> and now it's on South American commentaries. No, Leslie. No squabbling, boys. Let's hear from Leslie. Heroes, Jackie Haradonna and Aronson's bromance, just adorable. That was very whole. The way they gazed mm. at each other in that post-match interview. And they're, they're basically inseparable. So when they were subbed mm. off, they're sitting next to each other on the bench and then at corners and free kicks, there's the deep whisper. And, and the, then, there was the one where they both did, you put your arms up. I'll, shall I put my yeah. arms up too? I'll do it too. Just yeah, so that, that's what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so they definitely know. Yeah, go on, you do it. No, you do you it do as it. well. Let's, you do it together. You do it. I'll do it. I'll go first. Yeah. You go first. One, two, three. There we go. Arms do you up. think... Because we've seen the amount of uh, physical work Harrison puts into himself. And we've seen that Brendan, by comparison, is quite a scrawny boy. Do you think he's going to get jackied up? Maybe. <laughs> Comes back ripped after, yeah, after in, the World Cup. Yeah, put him in touch with his PT and just be like, well, this, this did wonders for me. Mm. And he, I'm now trying to imagine Aronson with like a huge Jackie Harrison body, but then still that little <laughs> that little 13-year-old's <laughs> face on top. Well, my, my plan was always to rather than sign Triore, was just to get Dan James on the roids. Because mm. he's basically the same player then. So go, could go for something similar with uh, with Aronson, but beef him, get him beefed right up. Nicola is suggesting... We're using was, only legal methods, I yeah, would say. Yeah, Don't get him yeah, on the roids. Just protein shakes. Little scum bastard with really oily arms, imagine. <laughs> Nicola is <laughs> suggesting... Greasy little scum bastard. <laughs> Nicola is suggesting that was uh, Jackie's best game in a lead shirt. That one, top class. Aronson does get some nominations as well from another Dan Tom H. Uh, Ethan from Virginia uh, stresses that's US in brackets there mm. good he says I don't have a cowboy accent but I do say y'all um, and nominating the Medford Messi I didn't see his touch yes, did we see his, his touch, touch map? map I have seen it I did not see it it's everywhere ridiculous <laughs> I think I saw it described as um, hilariously symmetrical which is like one of the, um, somebody's face if you mirrored it that would be hilarious can I mention Rodrigo as well please because I think I commented before that if you watch how he celebrates his goals he celebrates with the joy of a five-year-old every time, like mm. a kid at a kid's birthday party or whatever. And um, Keith has said, yeah, with the loss of Bamford, it's nice to see Spain's number nine step up. Also got to love his high knees celebration. Doing the can-can. Love it. They're, always, they're not always the same either, are they? They're always of a type, but I think there's little variations in them. It's always kind of a screamy face, like, ah! Yeah. yeah. Which it's, is good. it's good to see someone enjoying himself. Yeah, other nominations. Cock gets a nomination. West Stand Ralph nominating Cock said he was, uh, he was ace. He was very good. Llorente was uh, good as well. Cock probably slightly better, but maybe that's just the imagination going. Girante must have done something, but yeah, he was he was good. And what if um, we saw him? By the way, Moscow. Did we tell you that? Yeah, we saw him. Yeah. What if Cock has an injury-free season and it, it is brilliant? That would be good, wouldn't it? I would be happy. Yes. Yeah, he needs it as well. He deserves it. But yeah, we saw Cock in real life, didn't we, on Sunday in Leeds? When we went so for big food. and handsome. He's really, really handsome. 
Mm. That annoyance. You can see why they do all the kit reveal photos with him, can't you? Too much. It's someone else who's big and handsome gets a, a nomination from Scrooge, the big pirate. Moscow Michael for coining my naming of Strauk as big pirate, and then the big pirate for doing it. I'm going to leave you hanging for doing a, de- a dead good job of putting his round peg in that square hole. For the audio version, by the way, Moscow did just put his hand up for a high five for Michael. <laughs> They're trying to share that glory. Michael refused. Refused. I refused. So but, I um, high five myself, and it was better. But yeah, big, the big pirate. I thought he did pretty well at left back, actually, because I was concerned. I mean, I think it probably helped that James was playing as a centre back for a lot of the time, because he was the one I was worried about bombing forward. But instead, mm. they seemed to have Loftus Cheek playing as a winger, and it was all a bit weird. He had a really big winger against a really big left back. Loftus Cheek tried having a go at Strike, didn't he? Got got in him early doors, and then Strike gave him some back. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't see that because I, t- I turned away. The player sort of moved just slightly away, hadn't it, from when um, Loftus Cheek clobbered him. Cheek clobbering him was uh, probably less audacious than Rocker clobbering Conor Gallagher, which um, he came off worse. And it wasn't like there was no real malicious intent, but I don't think I've seen anybody arrive later. (laughs) Just full body check about 10 minutes after the ball had gone. And it was hilarious. He's funny. Uh, Watching it back, I mentioned that on the match ball as well. Rocker, he got... um, Chelsea had that big chance that I think was offside after, in fact, it was offside after Rocker, I assume it's always him, didn't shout. And so Cock came out and challenged for a ball. And then they were both standing next to each other and going like, why are we both here? And then the ball got chipped over behind Cock and they were offside. And then he did it. Tyler Adams was going for a high ball and he comes and challenges him. And Tyler Adams ends up going down, landing on his back really hard. Rocker is a danger to everybody around him. And it's great. It's, um, we always assumed, well, we assumed from the Blackpool game, as soon as we saw him, he is going to get a red card for something this season. There's now a reasonable chance it's going to be for tackling one of his own players. Yeah, yeah he has reined it in on the opposition a little bit, hasn't he? Which yeah. has been good to see. And now he's started on our lot. Uh, USA getting mentions, by the way. Lewis, in particular, wants to nominate the USA for providing us with a manager who makes subs. Adams could intercept an MI5 call and Aronson, who does aronson things. And the Founding Fathers get a mention by Goldie as well. Mm. He did also um, nominate them for villains, but without the hero, but it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Nominate them for villains because they're like worst slave owners and stuff, which, yeah. which wasn't as good. Probably not territory we need to strain. Not really. No, not, not really. Uh, not for Mark Jackson as well from Dino and Cameron for being a set-piece genius because he'd been moved on to uh, set-pieces. But, Jackie and Jacko. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be Jesse this week, isn't it? Not not Mark Gianni Vio Jackson. That didn't quite come out right, but you know what I mean. It's a joke about Gianni Vio. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. It's okay. <laughs> the weariness of a oh, man. The, F- the FA got a nomination as oh. well from from Wedge for somehow taking a week to decide what a red card should be, and therefore forcing Tuchel to watch the demolition job as close as he can. Excellent. It's Jesse, isn't it? Jesse's, Jesse's yeah. the hero of the week. I think here. so. He made everybody happy. He made subs, and we, we won. Made us all very happy. We won, um, and we got the perfect goal. So tackling the goalkeeper is um, that's a, a marsh instruction so when it comes off fair play bueno what a moment excellent why, why bueno it we're trying to leave that in the past and you bueno him alright yeehaw there we go well done Jesse more of the same plays I mean bloody hell if we go and win at Brighton what a start to the season it's going to be so you know one thing at a time though because then and then we beat Everton then we beat Brentford before you know it who do we play after that uh, scum I think isn't it beat them yep I don't see how any of these teams beat us so is, there's is only it, one other result possible. Is it because, well, we could draw. Um, nah, that's boring. Is it because we're actually quite good and we don't yet know it? Well, we, or we, it's because we're actually terrible and we're just getting good results that mask the true pain that is coming. <laughs> uh, it is still too early to tell. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Let's be, 
let's be calmish. But that's why you, you need to live in the moment with these things and kind of like, what does it say about any of the games at the end of last season? What does it say about how this season will go? Not a lot, but it does say that we absolutely smashed Chelsea 3-0 and we, well, not everybody listening to this was there to see it because people all around the world, not everybody can get a, a ticket into our uh, catastrophically tiny stadium. But it was really, really good. So that's good. Yeah, well, before all this, as we were going into the season, we said we didn't know where quite where our ceiling was and where our floor was. Things had changed a little bit. And with each passing game, when you see us beat Chelsea, it feels like the ceiling is probably a little bit higher than we initially thought, which is nice. And maybe the floor's just come up a little bit. Well, we've got a, a little bit of a data set now on like Aronson and Adams. And I think we can say with a degree of confidence they're not shit, yeah. which is always a danger, isn't it, when you sign new players, and particularly when they're replacing your best players. And on, and on but good... even, even if they don't reach the heights of... Chelsea. On a good day, they're probably. really good. Yeah. They'll probably be all right all season. It's <laughs> quite a claim. Big call from Normans and three games into the season. We'll wrap up the show there then. Let's hope we reconvene next week and we are celebrating uh, cup progress and league progress as we march towards the title or at least the Champions League. And don't neglect league cup progress. And I mean, match I, did, ball. I, I did say league cup did progress. Did you? Yeah. There's no need to me, for me to repeat it then, was there? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later on. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.